Welcome to the Business of Cleaning. My name is Haley Morris, and I'm your podcast coordinator and host. Our show is about bringing together the advice of experts from all the way across the cleaning industry. And for season two in particular, we're going to delve into how to utilize important connections to both elevate your business and your career. If that's of interest to you, just keep listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Business of Cleaning. My name is Haley Morris. I'm your podcast coordinator and host. I think you've met me a couple of times by now. And with me today, I also have a familiar face slash voice. So Sam, if you don't mind, please give us a quick rundown of who you are. Yeah. So um, hi, everybody. I'm Sam Riegsecker. I'm the manager of marketing operations at uh, Jantor Manager. Um, you know, everything from website development, uh, email marketing, basically I'm your, um, I'm kind of the coordinator that gets all that stuff out. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, me and Haley have been on quite a few of these episodes together. Um, you know, I thoroughly enjoying, um, actively being involved with the podcast. It's pretty cool to see this thing come to life and, um, yeah, we got a pretty good topic to talk about today. Thank you, Sam. So as Sam mentioned, he's been with us for Oh, well, a lot longer than I have, to be honest. And we brought Sam on again for another episode because we wanted to talk about one thing in particular. And this is something the um, janitorial manager, our parent company, has talked about. And that is lead generation within the cleaning industry because it is great to work your butt off and run a great business and have great organization structure. But if you don't have business coming in, you're not growing and you're not making money. So today we're going to jump into five things in particular that you can do to bring in more leads and more potential customers. So Sam, what is one of those first things that, you know, our listeners can do? Um, so one of the, the first things that um, I think is an opportunity to drive some business is just working your referral network. Um, you know, a lot, if you own a business, a lot of times you have people that you know, and though those people know people too. So, um, you know, have you adopted a referral program? Have you um, talked with your friends? Do your friends know what you do for a living? You know, maybe they run a business that you don't know about. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff that a referral network can do. Um, you know, are you properly utilizing that? Have you built a program? You know, maybe it's, um, you'll do business with this business if they uh, hire you as your cleaner. So there's a lot of cool stuff you can, it's just something to think about. Um, you know, it just helps you get the word out to your current client list, um, but also your friends too. And there are two types of referrals that we can mention. And one is partnership referrals and the other is customer referrals. And so there are obviously two different approaches to both that you can really hit on. Um, the partnership referral really depends on what kind of business model you use, but if you're frequently working with businesses in the other businesses in the industry, whether it's a supplier or somebody else, if it is, um, I just learned about the laundry industry. If you're actually working with like a laundry company and things like that, maybe you've been using their business for years and maybe they even use your business that make sure that relationship is a two-way street, that it benefits both parties, and that you're each understanding each other's products because that is going to encourage them to share about you 
And then when time comes up, you'll share about them. And that's what really establishes a good partnership referral. Well, and, and I think as far, from the client perspective too, um, you know, a lot of times your work will speak for yourself too. So like, if you do a great job cleaning somebody's facility, they're more apt to refer you to their friends and their family. Um, you know, there's, it's very, very interesting for a lot of businesses, um, especially local businesses. Local businesses tend to like each other. I mean, they're in it together. Um, uh, you know, there's opportunities for local businesses to work together to um, help each other grow. And, you know, working with other businesses, um, you're cleaning their facility, they can help generate business for yourself. So um, referrals are definitely, uh, I feel like an area that almost gets overlooked, um, but businesses are always talking to other businesses. So it might be a way um, for you to network. Um, I know we talked a little bit last week about social media and um, personal network there, but uh, you know, referrals are definitely, I think, overlooked, but it's something you need to think about as uh, trying to generate more business for your business. And then one thing I would have to say is even if a company says they want referrals, there's usually a couple faults to their program. And one of them is they put a lot of time into the front of the relationship. So new customers and working with new customer referrals, as in they're incentivizing customers when they start using them to refer people or when they start a partnership, they say, hey, we're going to have a referral program but it doesn't really go further than saying they are and occasionally pushing a couple leads through to make sure that you're holding up your end of the bargain. So a huge part is again, establishing that relationship that incentivizes actually a genuine referral because that's where you get the, your long-term business vibe. And then don't forget to incentivize referrals in the long-term relationship stage too. So if your customers have been with you for years, maybe knock down their price for one or two months in exchange for a really good referral that's going to make you more money. So I've seen um, where they offer like a discount thing and they'll write in code on it. And then that person can pass it on to somebody. And when a new customer comes in and they hand it, the new customer can then get their discount, but also that long-term customer is rewarded for sharing about the business. And if you put no expiration date on it, and incentivize them to send over actual quality leads to you. Mm -hmm. No, right. You hit that one on the head. Um, you know, the next one on our list, uh, I'll just jump right into the next one, mm -hmm. um, is friends and family. So this is really interesting too, because uh, I know we talked about a little bit with the referral program, um, but how are you, <laughs> what's the fine line between abusing the idea of using your friends and family and, uh, uh, you know, using them as a good marketing tool. Um, I, I think that there, there is a fine line between them, uh, but, you know, utilizing your friends and family as a way to not only um, give your company a voice, um, but also, you know, help your company potentially generate new business too, because their network could be different than yours. Well, and we're not talking about like cousin Joe, who you only see at the holidays and you maybe have this like quiet feud going on with. Um, we're talking about like the ones that you're close to that you engage with. 
um, those ones on Facebook that you actually look forward to reading their posts sort of thing. <laughs> the people who are already engaging and supporting you in other ways, whether that is in your family endeavors or what other stages in your life, don't forget to sometimes pull them into the business world as well. You definitely want your separation. And I get why creating the separation between work and home sometimes leads to leaving your family and your friend network behind. But you can pull them along. They usually are pretty excited to support you. And even if they can't use your business, they probably know like six people who could. So, well, and to go along with that, back when I was running my own company um, before I started here, I had a lot of family that would constantly refer my name to their friends saying, Hey, you know, reach out to uh, him. He does that. Or, uh, uh, you know, have you talked to so-and-so because they do that you'd be really, really surprised if you took some time and invested in, you know, really educating your friends and family on uh, what you do for a living. If you're really passionate about it, I think it comes up all the time. Um, you know, people always ask me what I do and man, they get what they, they ask for. Uh, I really break it down to them. And, you know, a lot of times I go a little too deep, but it's because I'm passionate about it and people know that. So the more passionate you are with your friends and family about explaining what you do, um, the more likely you're going to be the first person to come in their head when they see a question on Facebook or um, when they're out talking to friends at a restaurant, you know, if, if we ever go back to restaurants, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. So definitely take advantage of that. Um, you know, you don't want to lose opportunities because you just weren't clear in communicating with your friends and family because they're the most important people in your life anyway. And you know, just kind of going back to the education part, because that's a big part. A lot of times we don't tell our families what we do. And I think I'm guilty of this because my dad and I were talking the other day and he's like, I have no idea what you do, what what your job means. And I was like, well, I, I kind of know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oops. <laughs> I mean, you know, actually share because I realized, oh, well, they're not invested in what I'm doing because they have no idea what it is. It's a giant thing behind a giant smoke screen, right? They have no idea. So you can tell your family, I own a cleaning company and we do commercial buildings. And if they don't know what that entails. Buckle up. You're in, they're in for it. And then you can uh, just break it down to them. You might drive them crazy when you explain <laughs> the first time, but it's going to haunt them to the point that they actually give you those referrals that you want. And they won't forget it either. They so won't that's, forget. And, and that's half the battle too, is the remembering, you know, are you the go-to person in terms of commercial cleaning or, you know, they clean, you know, let's, let's reach out to that or reach out to them because they know what they're doing. Here's their number or here's what their website is. Or, uh, you know, my family's <laughs> to this day and, you know, I work here full time, but to this day are trying to refer people to me to do what I did previously. And it's like, I don't have time for that. So it's just, it's a long-term play, um, but you're still gonna, uh, you're, you're still gonna, you know, the more time you put in your family, the better. I like to think too, if you are married, engaged, partnered up with somebody, whatever the heck you're doing with your life, if that person is not plugging you into every other conversation, you probably didn't tell them enough about your job. So. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So what's the next one, Sam? Uh, the next one is local newspapers. This one's pretty interesting to me. Um, I am guilty, and I think we both are, of 
um, using our phones and media platforms versus actual paper copy. And I think a lot of newspapers now are going more towards the digital end of the spectrum. Um, so newspapers, I think, is changing a little bit. Um, it's almost like a digital advertising, in my opinion. Um, but there's still opportunity there. Uh, I still, here at home, I get, uh, uh, we get ads in the mail and it's printed. You know, it doesn't necessarily, I don't think have to be newspapers per se, but it can be like a local city, like, I don't remember. I was going to Yeah, like the local ad area thing that you can, um, you know, sponsor and get your print advertising. You might have some upfront costs with like digital and graphic stuff. Uh, but there's, <laughs> yeah, well, or Fiverr. I mean, there's, there's opportunities there where you can outsource some of that information, give them their logo, kind of what you want, what you want it to say. And you can outsource that and you, you can outsource that stuff on Fiverr pretty cheap. Um, so, you know, that might be, you have some front end investment, but it's something that you have forever and you can use it um, for some more of the stuff that we're going to talk about here in a second, but, uh, you know, you could use it on print material. You could use it in paid newspapers. You could use it all over the place. So, you know, with, even with digital newspapers going out or other materials. So definitely take a look at that print space though, because since more things are moving digital, those prices are dropping as far as what you're going to pay per advertisement. And so one thing to consider is where, are newspapers still ending up? Well, our neighbors still get them. So people are still getting them residential and those people are working in buildings and are often decision makers. But also I was thinking about this the other day. I was sitting in at a car dealership. Um, I got my car washed and I was just chilling or I was chilling waiting for it to get done and drinking my coffee. And I looked down and there's a newspaper right there and there's football on the TV and there's a guy watching it. So I'm not going to change the TV um, because that's not asking for anything good. So, <laughs> um, you know, I was running out of things to do. So I read the newspaper and places like sitting areas will still set them out today. And the other thing, like Sam mentioned, are your city, your city catalogs and things like That's that. That's the word I was looking for. I could not think of the word. So thank you. I think there's, there's all kinds of, they go by different names, but a lot of times city residential areas, um, other commercial spaces for like the local space, which a lot of cleaning businesses typically operate at a local level, even if they are a bigger company, then those papers are always fun because people like them. They see familiar faces. They're usually glossed up, have much better finish. They read more like a magazine. And so you can scale back your ad to say just what you need it to use some graphic and imagery of recognizable faces in your company that don't mind to and put it out there. And they're going to be able to associate a face with the company and also have a lasting image that they'll come back to when they need your services. So. Well, and, and it boosts professionalism too, mm -hmm. um, because it shows that you're willing to invest in the community. Because I know a lot of those, a lot of newspapers are really struggling with being able to cover their costs because people are canceling their subscriptions to do more remote stuff. And, um, you know, you're investing in your local community that way. So to me, it's, it's again, going back to that, um, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of deal. And I am one that's completely all digital. Like we don't, subscribe to any newspapers, but I am guilty of flipping through that local free catalog, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's definitely, I think there's definitely some opportunities there to generate um, some traffic for your business. Uh, so definitely try to take advantage of that. I was going to say the local cat catalog, the big thing with that is the people who love to put them out 
are local businesses and local businesses, especially like if you have a nutrition spot, if you have a coffee shop or a little shopping thing, they have their own pockets of loyal customers. And if they have a catalog with your advertisement sitting out week after week, when it comes to, hey, do you know a guy who can uh, clean our work building or do you know a guy who can do this? Or sanitize. Oh. Yeah, or sanitize. sanitize. That's a big thing too. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. even, you know, I know sanitization services are really taken off and everybody thinks that they're an expert, but if you're truly an expert in that, in that space, it's needed. Take advantage of that. Advertise it. Mm-hmm. This gives you a chance too to refine your branding and really like decide what is your public image? What, who do you want to look like? Do you want to look like that, that family friendly like type business that can connect with the community this is your chance so it'll help you give you that headway into the branding and a good strong branding is what's going to keep a lasting impression in the community and it's an area you know you're like i said a little bit ago it's that you know, if you outsource that branding or if you build it yourself if it looks professional you can use it across the board um, and continue to reuse it too so it's almost like a one-time deal you invest in it once and you have it for a long period of time so it's you you can use it a lot you can go a lot further with your investment so um so yeah that's basically the next one on our uh, punch list here the next one is one that is near and dear to my heart and (laughs) it is it is we talked on it the last recording i did um with Haley, uh and that is social media uh, you know, are you actively using social media to uh, generate, you know, opportunities and leads for your business? Um, and if you're not, you're really missing out because there is definitely some um, room for growth. And um, my last episode, I really, I know I really focused on Facebook groups and kind of utilizing that um, as a revenue. Um, I know we tailored a little more towards industry groups for knowledge, um, but those can be, you know, I see a lot of uh, building service contractors sharing what they're doing or what the, what stuff they ran into, and you can kind of bounce back and forth on that. But more on the lead gen side, I know I think I might have hit on it that last episode. Haley, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, the indi- like the the local pages, you know, the local groups and stuff. Uh, I know I'm pretty sure that you talked about how active you are and like the garage sale and the for sale pages. Um, but are you yeah. using those? <laughs> Me too. Uh, are, are you using those as an opportunity to get in front of some decision makers to ask questions and to drive business, you know, opportunities for your business? So, um, so yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's critical at this day and age to utilize that as a free resource. I know we talked a little bit about it um, the last episode, but using that as a free resource to drive some leads for your business, I think is critical. Mm-hmm. And social media today is a lot more content-based marketing. So you're driving brand awareness, you're building affinity, and ultimately at the day, end of the day, brand loyalty. So those customers who are going to want to come to you because it's you, not just because they found your name in the phone book. Um, Sometimes people will pay a little more. For example, if you have a premium service, like your sanitation or another service that you offer is extremely refined. So you charge a little more for it. If they know you and they feel that you are reliable and trustworthy because you've built that brand through social media, you connect with them on the platforms where they are at, then 
they're going to be like, okay, I'll pay a bit more because I know what I'm getting and I trust what I'm getting. And then if they have a problem, they'll feel comfortable coming to you and getting that solved versus just cutting their business and running. And I, in going along with that, I, I think social media has allowed businesses to really get personal and be okay with it. So, you know, behind every business, there's a face behind the business. How are you showing your face in the industry? Right. So, um, you know, how, when you're walking into a grocery store, are people going to recognize you as, Hey, that's the person I saw in the, the local garage sale page or the local, you know, uh, listing page that really promoted services. You know, um, I think that's important. And to me, that excites me because it, like I said, it puts a face behind a name in a brand. Uh, and that's one reason why I thoroughly enjoy doing these podcasts is because not only does it, it I mean, we're a little, we're not necessarily in the building service contractor space um, looking for leads, but we're still looking for leads. Like, and this just puts faces, you know, out in public and Haley, uh, we put this out in different platforms too. You know, people cater, we have, we cater for people. We have, you know, just the audio version of this. You could be listening to that now, or we have the video version on YouTube. You know, it, we, and then we, we even put out clips and we're putting out clips on social media too. So, um, you know, it's just kind of putting your name out there in front of people and continuing to do that. I think uh, uh, putting a face behind a brand, I think is really, really critical, especially nowadays because there's so much noise in social. Um, you really almost have to hit somebody personally uh, in order in order to really make an impact on them. And the other thing, there's a couple other things with social media. One of the big things is it's free to have an account. It's free Can't to complain have about that. Yeah. yeah. What is better than free? And if you're just posting frequently, just throwing up a post here or there, um, you know, a couple posts a week or even once a day, that's free to do. And you don't have to have a specific social media person to get started. You don't have to have a lot of time and dedication just to start raising your engagement and awareness. And that's something that will come as you grow. The other thing too, people forget social media also includes YouTube. And YouTube, once again, is a free platform to easily post and host videos. So you can use those for your websites. You can reshare those on like social media, other social media platforms, and it makes you searchable. So if somebody is lurking for a cleaning, you can have all kinds of headings and titles and descriptions that make you come up, especially in the local pages. So the more platforms you are on, the more searchable you are. And it also gives people a better picture of who you are when they can look up and find you on YouTube or find you on Instagram, which they say Instagram is basically its own search engine now because it's so optimized. Yeah. And I know you kind of hit on the Facebook listings and the pages and stuff. And um, I just want to touch base in there too, is you could share two, two posts a week or whatever is convenient for your business. But on average, about 10% of the people who like or follow your page are going to see that. Think about that. On every post, on average, only 10% of the people who like your page are going to see it. That's how, uh, you know, Facebook really wants to drive revenue. So they make you boost posts in order to get traction. So utilize, you know, you can post stuff on your, your Facebook page. I think you still should, 
but you can share that all over the place. These Facebook groups, you can share it all around, utilize those free opportunities to get eyes on your stuff, uh, especially because it is so hard to find any bandwidth on um, just sharing on your page anymore. You almost have to boost stuff. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to give Facebook five more dollars than I already do. So uh, so definitely keep that in mind as an opportunity for you to um, get more eyes on your business. The one thing I'll also say is if <laughs> if you could manage something that is viral right now and has been for a little bit. TikTok. <laughs> but no, you don't even have to do TikTok. TikTok can be a lot of work. People have figured out the algorithm on TikTok. And let me tell you, it's a lot of work. They talk about like posting like two or three times a day. Um, so there's a whole algorithm. But if you just want to stick to things that get people's attention, cleaning industry has a unique opportunity and that people really love those satisfying cleaning videos. I love watching car detailings and rug cleanings and there are all, all types of other things. So if you're doing something that's just very satisfying to watch, don't be afraid to post those videos and share them and make sure that your company is completely branded around that entire video because if it starts to gain traction, that's just more exposure for you and it could be the easiest thing in the world to film. That's how like all these people are getting hired at paint companies and stuff. Cause they are literally just mixing paint. Mm -hmm. I don't even find those interesting, but people do. Um, <laughs> Guilty. People do. But like you watch that. I, I have very little interest in anything car wise aside from my own car, but have I watched like a million car detailing videos? Yes. Could I probably clean my car impeccably by this point? Yes. But if I ever get to go to the guy who I watch all the time and have my car detailed by him, I will do it even if it's clean. Right. And definitely and that's video speaks a thousand words. Um, you know, I think more and more um, reaching a larger audience, people are advocating or advocating, people are pivoting more towards video versus uh, still images because there's, there's always a story behind it. So um, like Haley talked about here, uh, you know, the satisfying videos to me, I love watching them too. I'm guilty. Uh, it could be a generational thing, but I know my mom does too. And, uh, so it's definitely, that's a definite, definitely an interesting thing to do. I think, uh, YouTube, uh, clips like that, you could even clip that stuff and put, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do social wise to generate attention and potentially leads for you. So I, I think that social media is definitely a big animal um, and it takes a little bit of time and investment, but um, it could be a, a great lead and revenue source for your business if you just take the time to invest. And it's not going to happen overnight either. It's one of those long-term plays, which I think a lot of these are technically long-term plays, but uh, I think you'll be impressed if you actually take the time to do it, that it'll come around pretty quickly for you. Yeah, and a lot of this comes to the point that you don't want cheap, easy leads that are gonna fall off the bandwagon. They're gonna create more work for you in the end because the customer turnover is ridiculous. You do want to work hard to, to get long-term success. And so it might seem like it starts off a little slow, but you can start off extremely affordably and any movement is in addition to what you're already doing. So it's only going to add to your business and the persistence over time is where you're going to start to see long-term results. And one day you'll look back and you'll be like, look how small we were. 
one thing, one last thing on social, and then we'll move on to the fifth one. Do not be annoying in these Facebook groups because you will, it's works both ways. You can be informational, but you also can be too informational. So posting every day or multiple times a day in these groups, you kind of make a bad name for yourself too. So it's almost like a, you know, once a week you'll throw information in or uh, once every week and a half or twice a week. But I, I personally would not do more than twice a week uh, because people will start to say, oh, that's that company. And you don't want that for your business, especially if you're trying to grow. Engage and support people in the comments though. High engagement on your part for other people will get you recognized. Um, where you almost, should- almost just as good as posting anymore. Like mm-hmm. to me, I, I'll read a post and I'll scroll down and I'll read through the comments before I'll even really look at the post. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. So just keep that in mind too. I'm always like, what's the tea? It's in the comments. Um, So, and I love, it'll be something that doesn't even have anything to do with me. And I, if somebody has got a big chunk of something in the comments, sometimes I'll go read that. The places that you do want to be annoying and persistent though, if you're on Instagram post very frequently, in fact, it's, it does become a numbers game because the more you post, the more likely you are to get yourself in front of somebody with a post. And then the same with your actual Facebook page, your company page, you can post a lot more frequently on there because it is going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit. So the more you have, the more points of contact you have for potential customers. Exactly. You know, you think about, like I said a little bit ago, 10% of your likes will, or 10% of your followers will actually see your stuff. Think about that. You know, the more times you post, the more on your Facebook pages and Instagram pages, the more likely you are to see be, be seen by those 10% and then you post another time and you get seen by those 10%, they might overlap, but that's okay. I mean, the more time you're in front of these people, the better. So exactly. The fifth and fi- yep. yeah, the, the fifth and final one here is a scary one that a lot of uh, business owners sometimes dread doing and that is cold calling. Yeah. Uh, So this one I think is interesting. And Haley and I talked uh, previously on this um, offline here. And I I never really would have thought about this, um, you know, as as being a potential lead gen, uh, because I don't know, I just never really thought about it that way. But there's definitely some opportunities there. Um, I was trying to think of different, more cold opportunities. And I don't know, Haley, if you want to go into what you know about um, list generation, you can. So what I mentioned to Sam earlier is that as far as cold calling, of course, the first question is, okay, where do I get my list to call, right? It's good to say it, but if you're sitting there like Googling businesses that need a clean right now, you're going to have a very small list. It's going to be very slow. I've learned from talking to various people, from just poking my ear into conversations throughout the office, it is extremely easy to get directory list of businesses from your community. So especially if you maybe have a couple pockets and like the, around, like maybe you have a couple offices or you work in like a couple towns nearby, you can pull like a directory of businesses and be able to call out to them. And like for us, we've used it for sending postcards and things like that. And I've heard somebody else pulls it for insurance purposes and he'll just, because he's insurance, he goes nationwide. He'll just reach out to different regions at different times and create a cold calling list and work his way through them. So, and that's usually free. 
you don't have to like, you know, you don't have to pay for them, which is a great place to start because of course, finding like a qualified lead list and cold calling those, that is extremely beneficial, but you don't have to start off paying for them if it doesn't make sense for your business. If I remember right, Haley, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking libraries. I was going to say, we pulled ours from the library. Yeah. So take a look at your local library. I know you might have to buy a library card, but you know, there's probably information or programs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I don't, some libraries cost, I know that. So, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, the worst case you have to pay, you know, $9 a year or $8 a year to be involved with the library. Okay. You know, you close one client and I'm sure that covers your, your margins there, but, uh, that's an opportunity to generate a large amount of contacts. Yes. It's scary to even start the process. Um, you know, I don't, I know very few people, let's just put it that way, who enjoy cold calling because it is intimidating and it is scary. Um, but there's some opportunity there, especially if you get a list that not very many people are really prospecting to, uh, especially in your space. Um, you know, there might be some really good growth opportunities for you. Yeah. Like give them a call and say, Hey, how are you today? Um, I'm just a local business. I wanted to check in, see how you are. And by the way, are your bathrooms clean right now? Just curious because. Or when was the last time they were cleaned? Yeah. Um, that's something we do. So I just wanted to make sure that you are taken care of, you know, that kind of thing, make it friendly. And even if they're not, sometimes if you just bond with somebody over the call, phone and they're not interested in your business be like can we get coffee sometime because you could win over their business later you know it's if it's local and then you're not going to get in contact with everybody so obviously having the bigger list will help but it's free and like our our library our local libraries are free I don't understand why you don't have a library card already I mean I personally think books are life but I can understand that you might not. So if you do have to pay for a library card, it's probably going to be pretty minimal because libraries were built by nice people who like to share knowledge. So Yeah. Yeah. And worst case, if say your local uh, facility doesn't have directory lists or um, opportunities to generate a list that way, there's always Google. It's, it's, uh, you know, or your, your go-to search engine. Um, Google probably has most of what you want, uh, but you know, you could reach out to daycares, office buildings, labs, just local businesses in general. You could start with your favorite local businesses and um, use it as a, hey, I buy your products every Saturday when I come and drink coffee. Can I clean your facility? You know, I'll and who knows, you know, maybe they'll give you a discount on your drinks when you go in uh, for your coffee on Saturdays. Uh, who knows? But, you know, just using what's around you, I think, utilizing opportunities to um, generate opportunities is how you can grow your business for as little um, cost as possible. I think a lot of lead generation, especially in like, the realm of what we've talked so far is just being a little bit smarter about it and realizing that you don't always have to like work, 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 work to get it done. Sometimes the answers are a little bit simpler. Um, 
and you don't have to do all these once. You can focus at refining your referral company. You can focus on developing a social media presence. You can focus on cold calling first. You can do those various things. I'd say always be working your family and friends. They're there for a reason. But you don't have to do everything at once. And a lot of it is just being smart about what you're dedicating your time to and not expecting people to just come to you because you have one advertisement method out because that doesn't always work like you're going to miss some people where you could have really great opportunity yeah just keep this in mind there are plenty of businesses out there whether they know it or not that need your help like just think about that there are plenty of businesses out there whether they know it or not that need their place cleaned or um, taken care of and they are you know, maybe one social media post or one newspaper ad away from understanding why they need you, why they need your services. So um, it's all about using your time wisely, um, you know, generating these leads. I know leads is kind of an abused term, mm -hmm. but if you, if you can use your time wisely and work on these five things, I think you'll potential, well, you will see your business grow, um, especially local. So that's, you know, our original, uh, uh, you know, five sources that we think that you can use to generate leads um, for free or minimal cost. Uh, you know, so just take advantage of them. All right, Sam, well, I agree with everything he said. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you for coming on, Sam, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. If you are interested in reading what we just said, then you can head over to our blog post. There is a transcription link there, and I've also summarized everything we've talked about. So thank you, and have a great rest of your week.